0: Minded is what? Life and peace. And that's where you gotta operate in. That's what Adam operated in before he ate of the tree not of not the good and evil. He operated in life and peace. There was no death in him because there was no death in his mind. How many just heard what I said? Where's death at? It's in the mind. Where's life? Right. It's in your mind. Who do you wish... What do you worship God with? Well, if you don't have death in it, you can't. If your mind is carnal, you can't worship God in it. So that's why my job is to make sure I'm getting your mind renewed and changed and making sure you get the stuff, this carnality out of the mind so you can begin to see clearly. Remember, I'm not just preaching on open your eyes. I'm teaching the word so the spirit will. Every time your eyes are open, you see new things. Every time your mind is open, you know, you know different things. Okay, Romans chapter 8 and verse number 7. Because the corner of mind is enmity. Remember I told you about the enemies of God in your mind? Against God it has no subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh. You're in the spirit. So that's why I'm here to make sure your mind is renewed. All right, now let's go to the book of oh God. Almighty, I got so many... I got a few minutes, 15 minutes. I can't believe I wasted as much time. Lord, forgive me. Uh, the washing of regeneration. Say it with me. The Let's go to Matthew 19, 28, just one verse. The washing of regeneration is the same thing as in Christ. In the promised land, if you know, Testament. It's in the dispensation of grace. See, you are in Christ, you mean what? I'm in the dispensation of grace. So you got to see the same thing. If I'm in Christ, I am. I'm in the dispensation of grace. Everything has been restored to me. See, eternal life has already been restored to you. A new creation means everything has already been restored to you. Your inheritance has already been restored to you. God's power has already been restored to you. God's your heavenly glorified body has already been restored to you. God's salvation has already been restored. The spirit of holiness has already been restored. The spirit of Christ has already been restored. The mind of Christ has already been restored. See, all this stuff has been already restored to you. The key is you got to take the word of God and eat it up. All right. Now, Let me take you some places that I've been wanting to get to. Matthew 19, 28. One verse. Matthew 19, 28. This is Jesus looking before the flood. Remember, Jesus Christ was before tribulation. Let me say it again. Jesus Christ walked the earth before tribulation. Are we okay? All right. So Jesus Christ said, as the days of Noah, right? That was last week. After the days of Noah were, so should the coming of the Son of Man be. Jesus was before tribulation. Remember, tribulation means the flood. Noah was what before the flood? Right. But what came after the flood? The dispensation of grace. It's not hot. Okay, let me move on. So in verse 28 it says, Then Jesus said to them, Verily I say to you, that you which have followed me. Now he's talking to his 12 disciples. In the regeneration. Now, my message, once again, is the washing of regeneration. So he's telling them in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit upon his throne, I'm asking you a question. Was he already sitting on the throne while Paul was ministering? Well, let's go see. Let's go see. Hold hold right there. Some of y'all are not sure. The book of Hebrews, chapter number one. See, this is the thing that people today don't think Jesus is Lord. See, he is both Lord and Christ, Acts 2.36. That's why I keep saying that. He's Lord of all. But you have his spirit that makes you sons. But he's Lord of all. You have his spirit that makes him both Lord and Christ. So don't think he does not control all. He does not have power over all. What verse I'm going to now? Hebrew chapter 1. Thank you. I hear some of y'all be real cute and smile. I would like to be in y'all teaching school. I would ask you, what did you just say? Would you stand up and tell the class? I don't know who embarrass me. Wow. I just asked you what you said. Hebrew chapter 1, verse 1. Let's read it. God, who has sundered time and died manners manner, spake in time past unto the father by the prophet, hath in these last days, how many know that was 2,000 years ago? Amen. In these last days, spoke to us by his son. So you know of the last day because he spoke to Israel by his son. Whom he has appointed heir of all things, by whom also he made Israel. That's who they were, they called the worlds. All right. Who being the brightness of His glory, and He Christ is the bright of His glory, but He's also the express image of His person, and upholding all things by the word of His power. When, come on, read with me now. When He had by Himself purged our sin, and what happened after He purged our sin? He sat down on the right hand of the Majesty on high. Mark that in your Bible. I asked you, was He on the throne already? Amen. Yeah, I can see why you. you. All right, so he is on the throne, ain't he? I said Christ is on the throne. Say it with me. He is on the throne. Anytime something come up in your life, you're going to say what? All right, so that means he's Lord, right? He's Lord of all, isn't he? All right, now look at Ephesians 1.20. He is already Lord and he's already on the throne. Well, when I just read to you, I showed you that. We go back to Matthew 9 28 again. Uh, we at Ephesians 1 20. When you get this, we're going to follow the screen. Whenever the screen got it, we're going to move. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 20. Verse number 19, bag up one verse. Ephesians 1 19. It says, read. What is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe? Are you a believer? God power is for you watch what it says what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe according to the work of his mighty power when he raised up Christ from the dead what, what he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead what he done in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him where is he at his own right hand where In heavenly places now where are you right go back to Ephesians chapter 1 this this is what I'm sorry Ephesians 2 and verse 6 what I want let's go to verse 5 verse 6 that's what I want one verse Ephesians 2 6 now this is this is what I'm trying to get you to see right here Ephesians 2 6 Now, I just showed you what Jesus, where's Jesus? He's at the right hand of the master's on high. Say it with me. Jesus Jesus is at the right hand hand of the Father, of the the Magic on high, right? All right. Now, watch this. Remember, because Psalm 110, he says, sit on my right hand. He told his son, sit on my right hand until I make your enemy your footstool, right? All right. But watch, watch this. In verse six, read it. And had, I'm just trying to, would you, would you read would you read with me? Please. And hath raised us up together. All right, when God raised you from the dead, what did he do? He raised us all up together and made us sit together in to the heavenly place in Christ. Where are you seated? Where are you seated? Where are you sitting? You sitting together. Isn't that something? That's what I'm saying. Here you are sitting right beside Jesus, and he keep hearing what you say. Everything he told you, you are looking like the little Turley in the thing. Like, and you see right there by him in heavenly places. And all the angels and glory is watching you. And you don't even own up to what God says. See, what we don't think, we don't think the Lord is watching us in here. But God sees us seated in heavenly places in Christ. Go to Gospel John chapter 3, verse 1 through 8. See, he's already washed you. I gave this this morning, 1 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 11. Can you just put it on the screen for just for time's sake? We're going we go to John chapter 3, 1 through 6, 1 through 8, but I want you to put one script on the board, 1 Corinthians 6, 11. Now you watch this. Go to verse 9. Start at verse 9. This is the problem. We, we, we don't want to see ourselves as God sees us. We want to see how we used to be. We still want to say who we were because we've been beat down so long with you, old oh, sinner saved by grace. Why go to church? Why live for God if I'm going to still be an old sinner saved by grace? And I don't think you want to be in heaven, old oh, sinner you. I mean, why would you want to go where people are holding it? All right, First Corinthians chapter uh, 6, verse 9. Are you there? Now read with me, please. No, you're not. He always say, do you know? And what this is, uh, this is so awesome. He's going to tell you who you were, and but he's going to tell you who you are today. Why we can't let go who we were. All right, verse nine. I'm going to turn around like you. Watch the camera. Here we go. No, you're not. The unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, fornicators, idolaters, nor adulterous are infinite, abusers of themselves with mankind, keep going nor thieves, nor covetous, nor junkers nor raiders, nor, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God watch this verse watch what God said about us God didn't call us all those things, he said you were because I gave you 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 14. One died for all, then were all dead. I gave you 2 Corinthians 5, 17. You are a new creation. And God said you were all of these things. But I made you somebody. But we don't want to say that. We want to say the one above. Because we say, well, you know I still drink. God not talking about you still drink. He already know you still drink. Well, Pastor, you don't know I got a guy in my life. He's not talking. See, that's what you're looking at. But you would never be what God wants you to be until you start saying what God said about you. Put that that back up there again. Watch what God said. And such were. Such were I was. See, you'll never go on if you don't draw the line. I was. That's who I used to be. Some of you might say, well, I, I still got that problem. You got to c- draw the line today. That's who I used to be. And the day I'm going to start saying what he says about me. How do I, what am I doing? I'm renewing my mind. If I put what he said in here, what I say is going out. You'll never change unless you begin to renew your mind with the Word. Come on, let's say it. And such will some of you. Come on, I need you. (laughs) Those who want to change. Those who want to change. Those who want to change. Okay. Because this is not who you are no more. You can't be this and a new creation too. (laughs) I keep saying the problem with us is people don't want to believe God. We keep saying we believe God, but we won't say what he said about us. God got more faith than we got about us because he knows what he did for us. Watch this. And such were some of you, but you are. I'm washed. I'm sanctified. I'm justified. See, that's what God said about it. Why can't you say the same thing? Now, that's what God says about me. Where I told you we're going to? For we're not there. John chapter 3. Now, let's go to John chapter 3. Now, in John chapter 3, why is God saying that? Because he already know you've been born again. But he can't get you from thinking who you used to be. This is why salvation is so powerful. You're going to need God's faith to believe it. Watch this. John chapter 3, verse 1. Are you ready for this? John chapter 3, verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, he was a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. Pastor Crumb, you know that word, man, I tell you. He get ready to blow his mind. No man can do these miracles except God know it. You, nobody can do these miracles except God be with him. So I know God with you, uh, Rabbi. I want to ask you a question. So Jesus answered and said to him, Verily, verily, I said to you, Except a man be born Again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Right out of the, bam. Except a man be born again, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Look at the kingdom, Wait a minute. Wait, wait. How do we get on that? I just come and asked you, and told you, no man can do these miracles except God be with him. So Jesus is going to take it a hundredfold, and he goes say, Look, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb? Be born. Jesus said to him, Verily, verily, I say to you, now he's taking it to the max and he cannot handle it. And this is what happened to people in the church. Watch what Jesus is going to say to this man. Except a man be born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. First, he said he can't see it, and now he can't enter it. Now, us today should know who the kingdom is in this church. Hold your finger right there. We're going to come right back. Luke 17. This is some things I said you need to mark in your Bible. One of these days, one of these days, you know, you're going to get serious about salvation. A lot of y'all are not serious. When somebody walks up to you and tell you you got stage for cancer, you're going to get serious. And I hope that never happened in your life. But this, like I said, this is not the game. See what we do is we wait until we got a situation that we can't handle and then we want to look sanctimoniously. Like we got it. You ain't got it. You better get it now. Just like the winter gonna come outside and the ants are already underground with their legs crossed. You know why? They worked all summer. That's why God says you better go to the ant, you slugger. Because when you come to a situation where you can't handle it, you better have inside what you need to make it. See, that's why I keep telling. I, 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 I'm so serious about this. This is so real. I pray for you this morning. I get up and I pray for you. I don't care when God said pray because I want this to happen in your life. When you get in a situation, you don't have the faith. I can't carry you. You can hook, connect yours to mine. I'll take you as far as I can. And I hope you have enough to add to mine and we can get you pulled out that situation. Amen. But you got to understand something, you gotta have faith. God gave to every man. Romans 12 3, he dealt to every man the measure of faith. Now, what do you do with your you just put in the closet to your bad day? Or are you working on it? Are you increasing it? Are you making sure it's strong enough to get you out of your situation? You get a bad report, you better have it. Or you better have somebody in your life who can hook onto you and get you out of that situation. But you got to at least have some of yourself. See, there's a guy in the Bible with Paul's ministry and Peter's ministry, Acts chapter 3, and then in Paul's ministry, they saw a man sitting at the gate called Beautiful, and they looked at him and he said he had faith to be healed. He told him, rise, stand up on your feet and walk. The man had faith to be healed. That's the key. What happened if you don't have it? Going to church all your life. Salvation is free. Your faith is free. But you're going to have to have it to live in this life. That's what the word of God says. The word of God says, the just shall, not maybe. That's going to be how you're going to live. All right, Luke seventeen twenty. When the Pharisee would demand that, when Jesus would demand the Pharisee when the kingdom of God should come, he answered and said to them, The kingdom of God coming not with observation. Neither shall they say, Lo, here is Christ, or Lo, oh, no, he didn't. That's not in that chapter. Neither shall they say, Lo, here, or Lo, there, behold, the kingdom of God is within you. Now, if you read another book, it'll say, Lo, here is Christ, or Lo, there is Christ. I'm not going to find that for you. You're going to do it yourself. But it's the same story. He said the kingdom of God is within you. Now you ought to know by now who in you. See, we call him Christ, but he's the kingdom of God, right? The kingdom of God is already in you. Your soul is in the kingdom. That's what the Bible says. It said in Colossians, you've been translated into the kingdom of God, your son. How many know what that scripture? Colossians, what? You've been translated into the kingdom of God, this son. Colossians 1 See, all I'm saying is, I can't do it all for you. See, I'm preparing myself. Anything happening in me, in my life, I got the faith in me to heal me, to believe God for what He's done in my life. But I can't do that. Every man got to work out his own salvation. That's what, that's, what I, that's, what, that's what bores me, I think. Because I already know you live in this life, live long enough, there'll be a day you're gonna need faith. And you better have it. You can't borrow it that's what a man said. Give me some of your oil. Yeah. One verse, I'm done. Matthew 19, 28. That's what I told you, right? Now I said John chapter 3. I'm going to do that. I'm not, I'm not going to pass this up. I'm going I'm to do it 1 through 8, and then we're going to get out of here. John chapter 3, verse 1 through 8. My time is already gone. John chapter 3. This man from Nicodemus, watch what he said verse 3. Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse number 5. Except a man be born of water and of blood. Now, he doesn't say born again there, but he said born of water and born of spirit, which is the same thing as born again. He cannot enter the kingdom of God. What's going to happen? That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. My will not, I say to you, you must be born again. Why is he saying this? Because he's talking about the days before the flood. And he knows the flood is tribulation. And the only way you're going to get, to the, get into the regeneration, you're going to have to be born into the regeneration. So the only way you got in Christ God, not you, had to born you into Christ. Nicodemus thinking I got to do it. People baptize you in water saying they got to do it. The regeneration is not a man thing. The regeneration is what God did for you. God born you into Christ. You couldn't do that. That's why when you read a few verses above, it said with man it is impossible. And yet people miss it. You cannot, you could not be born again. The only way you got a dispensation of grace, God born you into it. The only way you got in Christ, God born you into it. Nicodemus, you must be born again. That's what He's trying to tell him. Nicodemus think he's talking about physical birth. And most people who teach this word is thinking physical birth. That's why they're water baptizing, because they think that's the regeneration. They think you're regeneration when you get water baptized no regeneration took place 2,000 years ago go back and look when God raised Jesus from the dead Jesus called the firstborn of every creature he's the first begotten from the dead he's the firstborn of every creature You're not born again today. He born you again 2,000 years ago. You were born in Christ. He put you in Christ 2,000 years ago. When God raised Jesus from the dead, that's when he born you. He put you in his, what you call, regeneration. He made you anew. You go back and look at regeneration. Regeneration is the same word as regeneration. Reconciliation is the same word as restoration. It's the same word as restitution. That when he made all things new, you were made new 2,000 years ago. You just got to know what God has done in your life. You are a new creature in Christ. Old things. One, One verse, 1 John 3, 9. See, you, 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 you think you believe the word. You go to church, put your Bible up in your arm, you look real nice. But when it comes down to the word, I know you think you believe the word. 1 John 3, 7, I read to you, and I'm going to keep reading now, down to verse 10. He said, little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous, even as he is righteous. He that doeth righteousness is righteous as God is righteous. And I said to you, are you righteous uh, as God is righteous? I don't know about that. Wait wait a minute. You sit beside Jesus, he put on you his righteousness, and you don't know whether you're as righteous as he's righteous? Well, get your righteous self down from there. (laughs) You understand what I mean? Why would you want to sit up inside God in heaven and don't want to say what he said about you? He made me righteous. Adam made me a sinner. That's why people say they're sinners, because Adam made them a sinner. Well, Jesus made me righteous, so I'm going to say I'm righteous. See, you don't, you don't know that. Let me show it to you, Romans chapter 5. I'm coming back to 1 John. Romans chapter 5. See, you don't know why, how people got to be sinners. They said they're sinners because Adam made them that way. But now Christ had made them righteous. They don't even want to say they're righteous. Well, you was as much a sinner than Adam was, I said, you was as much as a sinner than Adam was because he made you righteous. But now Christ came and died and made a raised again from the dead They made you righteous. And you don't want to say you're righteous. Well, you as righteous as Christ is righteous. You was as much a sinner than Adam was. I'm as righteous as he is because I got his righteousness. I don't have no righteousness of my own. Romans chapter 5. And verse number 19. Are you there? Put it on the screen for me. Is that what I need? One I'm need one. For as by one man disobedience, come on, I need you to read so you need to know what the word said. By Adam's disobedience, you were made a sinner. And you run around, you say, I'm a sinner saved by grace, because that's who Adam made me. But that's just half of the verse. What happened at the cross? At the cross, by the obedience of one man, one man obeyed the Father, even the death even the death of the cross, so you could be called righteous, and yet you don't even want to say that. Come down. Sit down somewhere. God got you sitting in a heavenly place in Christ, and you don't even want to say you're righteous. What you doing sitting up there at the end? The shame to sit in heavenly places and cry and then don't want to say you're righteous. Well, Adam made you a sinner. Won't you go out tonight with Adam and enjoy your sin for life and die and go to hell? That ain't what you want. You don't call to church to be a sinner. You come to church for somebody to tell you who you are. I'm telling you who you are. You are not an old sinner saved by grace. You are the very righteousness of God himself. As a matter of fact, God called you the body of Christ. I said, God called you the body of Christ. Say, I am the body of Christ. Do you think the body of Christ is old sinner? You tell me God made me the very house he's going to live in and I can't even say I'm holy, I'm righteous, I'm godly. I'm showing you where the enemy at. It's in your mind. you your own enemy. God gave you his righteousness. Made you the right. You're not just gave you right. He made you the righteousness of God in Christ. First John. I'm done with that. This is it. First John chapter number 3. Like I said, things I'm saying right now, it blows your mind. You know why? I thought I believed God. I I'm trying to show you. You keep saying you believe God, but just listen to that conversation. One man obedient made you righteous, and you don't want to say it. Hmm. But you, you say what Adam say. Maybe because you've been with him so long. The Bible said in Adam all die. <laughs> okay. Here we go. Watch this. Watch what you're going to need faith to believe the word. 1 John chapter 3 and verse number 7 again. Here we go. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that doeth righteousness is righteous even as he's righteous. I can't get past that with you. So let me see. Can you handle it a little more? He that committed sin is of the devil. The devil is from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God manifest that He might destroy the works of the devil. Watch the next verse. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin. Oh, did you hear what that preacher said? Did you hear what he said? That's why I don't go to church. That man gonna tell me how to. I'm reading you the Bible. You look on the screen. Hey, I could have put it in the NLT. Put it in the NLT. It's going to blow their mind today. I'm just only going to go to from 7 to 10. 1 John 3, 7 through 10. See, the key is, you're still looking at the OU. And 2,000 years ago, he died, and God gave you who he is. He took your life and gave you his life. You still think you owe you. That's the enemy of the mind. That's why you, you'll quote, you'll quote Galatia 2.20. Know it. I said right now, I got most of the church know what Galatians 2.20 says. Come on, come on, come on. I am what? I am. That mean you dead. See, you still want to be dead and alive. Which one are you? I'm crucified with Christ. Well, that's the cross. Never the Nevertheless, I live. That's not your old man saying that. See, it's not that old man that's alive anymore. You're a new creation. I'm crucified with Christ, Galatians 2.20. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the... That's the point right there. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. We exchange places. He took my place as a sinner. I took his place as righteous. Here I am sitting up here and don't want really to say who he is. Put it on the screen. Put it on the screen. 1 John 3, 7 through 10 on the screen. Watch this here. I need you to read. I need you to read. I need you to read. Here we go. Dear children, don't let anybody see you about this. We, we're people, what's right? It shows that they are righteous. Even as Christ is righteous. Wait a minute. Can you say that? I'm righteous? I'm righteous. Even, as righteous. even as Christ is righteous? You ought to be because you're the body of Christ. Amen. Ain't that right? All right, keep going. But when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil. Who has been sinning since the beginning? But the Son of God came to destroy. Wait a minute, he already destroyed that now. See, he's trying to take you somewhere. All right, keep going. What did he destroy? The sin of the devil. What did he destroy? The sins of the devil. What did he destroy? All right, so he's ready to take you somewhere. All right. Those who have been born into God's family, how many of that is? Amen. How, how many have been born into God's family? Amen. If you've been born into God's family, you do not make a practice of sinning because God's life, where's God's life? Amen. Now you got to get this, I'm not done yet. God's life where? In, where now you're saying in them, you're talking about somebody else. What about you? You got to understand, the word of God is talking to you. God's life is in me. Say it. So when God's life is in you, you cannot. You you cannot. See, the the NLT who wrote this Bible did not believe it. That is not what that says in in the King James. Now put it up there in the King James. See, I want to show you this here because they don't believe it. My point is, they wrote the Bible in the NLT and they don't believe it. They said, if you're born of God, you can't keep on sinning. That is not what that says. A dead man can't sin. See, God's saying you're dead. And your life is here with Christ in God. That's why he's talking about a dead man can't sin. He's talking about can't keep on sin. We ain't talking about keep on. 1 John 3:7. Come on, put it on the King James. Whoever's born of God, 1 John 3:7. Come on, read. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that do it righteousness even if he that do righteousness is righteous, even if he's righteous. That's why I start you off there. You got to get to that point. Next verse. He that committed sins of the devil, the devil sinned from the beginning for this purpose the Son of God manifest. This is why Jesus came in the flesh, so he could destroy the works of the devil. See, see King James, you know, Christ came and destroyed the works of the devil. He destroyed that, okay? See, we don't live in a dispensation where there's sin. Let me say it again. We do not live in a dispensation where there is sin. Sin is in the old man. When Jesus rose from the dead, he took the old body that he put in the grave. It was called the body of sin. And he he took the body of sin and he buried it. And he left it in the grave for three days. And when he came out, he was not in a body of sin no more. The body was glorified. That's why the Bible says, as he is, so are you in this world. The body that's inside of you is not a sin body. It's not in sin, it's in Christ. It's inside of Christ. It cannot know sin no more. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. Look at the next verse. Whosoever is born of God cannot, does not, because you're dead to sin. You're alive under God for his seed remaining in him. See, this is, what the boy, this is what the boys and the girls and the men and the women go different ways. He cannot because he's born of God. The soul that's in you, that's in Christ, cannot sin. Sin is not in him, it's in this guy. That's why he got to be buried. Romans 7 told you that there's no good thing in the flesh. God is in your soul. You are in God. It cannot ever sin again. Nothing can ever stain it again. God washed it off, He sanctified it, and He justified it. And can nobody get to that soul again? My soul is saved. Come on, step on your feet. So you don't know what saved is. My soul is saved. Yes, it is. Thank you. My soul been washed in the blood of the Lamb. My soul is sanctified by the Holy Ghost who has sealed my soul to the day of redemption. See, you don't understand a new birth. You don't understand a baby. Out of all the mess that mother goes through, the baby is in a bag. I guarantee that baby if she could talk he could talk he said oh that woman go through so much but thank God it can't come near my dwelling now you can you can see that in the natural why can't you see that in the spiritual come on say I'm in Christ my soul is holy my soul is alive no sickness no death see this is why the other folk could not understand when he said when God will wipe away all tears from the eyes he's talking about when he puts your soul in Christ your soul ain't crying your soul is in light life Christ heaven everything that God is he wants your mind to be renewed against the old mind that's what salvation is so when you come in here, you come in here to renew your mind. You have to look in the mirror and say to yourself, You better than that. Anytime you come short, you stand in your mirror, you say, Look, you better, listen, you better than that. That's not who you are in here. That's how you overcome your flesh. That's who you got to overcome. 1 John 2 15. And this is the victory that overcomes the flesh. You got to overcome this guy. He called the world, and God told you, you don't love him. First John two fifteen told you don't love the world, don't love your old flesh. If any man love the world, the love of the Father's not in him. Cause all that's in the world, all that's in your old flesh is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. And that's not of the Father. It's all flesh, you know. The Lord. And all of this is gonna pass away. But he that do the will of God abide forever. Come on, give the Lord a great big hand. I hope you got all of this. I don't have time now. My time is already gone. My time is gone. The door of faith is open unto you.